The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, December 6th, here to recap what we saw on Monday night in the association and get into the very short schedule here in the NBA tonight. Three games on the schedule, but we'll go through all those games to give out some picks, some player props, as we usually do. But joining me today to help me break down the card, you guys know him, the man on the East Coast, the newest member of the NBA Gambling Podcast crew. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. Uh, big night last night. Uh, a lot of games, and of course, we get hit with the three-game slate uh, <laughs> to, you know, get us going again. Uh, but all in all, everything's pretty good. Appreciate you having me again. Hopefully, we can get some winners. Yes, sir. And also joining me to help me break down the NBA betting card. You guys know him on the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the WNBA Gambling Podcast, NFL Gambling Podcast. Of course, here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, the man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN to Scott Studio Rachel. Scott, what's going on, my man? Nothing much. Looking forward to going through today's card. Uh, know definitely that there are some interesting games yesterday. Uh, hopefully, you have a couple interesting games today. We're not sure because there's let's just say less of a chance that you're going to have some insane games tonight because you just have less games. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, the Lakers-Cavs game should be fun. We'll get into it in a little bit. But looking forward to breaking down the card. Yeah, interesting light that night. I'm sorry, last night. Um, I didn't have the greatest night as far as side uh, my lock and dog win last night. Transparency, try to be uh, here on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, had the Bucks. Uh, on the road they look good early good look good at halftime but kind of fumbled the bag in the fourth quarter uh magic hit some clutch shots down the stretch they kept it within the number bucks get the outright victory but don't cover the number and then i took the suns last night they just didn't even have a chance as soon as that ball got tipped off in dallas last night so not a great night for me i know we had some people barking at me last night uh about my picks but when you go 18 and three since Wednesday, um, you're due for some regression, but it, it is what it is. Um, the start, and I know Terrell, I think Terrell had, I think he took the Thunder last night on the money line. I think that easily cashed for him. Forgot what his lock was, but I, I think it was a winner for him as well. But uh, last night, Scott, let me start with you. Takeaways from last night. Uh, anything that kind of stood out to you or anything that you want to get off your chest about last night? So I think the main thing that I'm going to start off with is actually going to be a game that you lost on Munaf yesterday, but it's got to be that the Mavericks look like they try harder against the Suns than any other team in the league because I don't think the Mavericks are very good and we've roasted them for the entire season for it. And yet even dating back to game six and game seven last year in the playoffs, the Mavericks are just trying to kill the Suns every time they play, and there's really just no way around it. And the Suns did win the first game this season. They were down like 20 at the half, and they came yeah. back and won the game. But still, 
Dallas just seems to be a really, really bad matchup for Phoenix, and there's nothing they can really do about it. And Dallas, once again, came out, got out to an early lead. This time didn't blow it, but one of my main takeaways was that Dallas, for some reason against Phoenix, they just own them. And I'm not really sure what Phoenix is going to do mentally to even be able to get back on track here because Booker had like 11 points. He did nothing. Luka had 30 and change in three quarters. And Dallas dominated. But that was kind of my main takeaway from the actual games from a side perspective. My main takeaway from the overall just players and overall landscape of the league was the fact that I'd say two things. One, I might have been a little bit hard on Andrew Nemhard in college at Gonzaga. I mm-hmm. thought that he wasn't very good in college. I thought he was overrated at Gonzaga. But I don't know what the hell happened last night, but Nemhard lost his mind, and he had himself a hell of a game. And they ended up beating the Warriors. Uh, just to go through Nemhard's stat line really, really quickly, mm-hmm. once again, just a second-round pick. But if you go through the actual numbers here, he played like a top five pick because he had 31 points, 13 assists, eight rebounds, and he made five threes. And he was amazing yesterday for Indiana. So that was kind of one shocker, so to speak. My other takeaway, not to take too much time, is Embiid. Uh, Simply put, he just doesn't rebound anymore. And I don't really know why. Uh, For the last couple of weeks, Embiid has just really been a horrible rebounder and the game went to double overtime and beat still at 39 points. So I know that he's healthy, but you're going through the actual numbers here for Embiid and he just has not rebounded the ball well lately. And he has had nine rebounds or less in four of the last five games. Uh, the one exception, he had 11 rebounds in 41 minutes against Memphis, but I don't really know what it is, but Embiid is just not rebounding the ball. And I feel like that's been one kind of, underrated storyline that's that i've been keeping an eye on that i feel like not anybody's talking about i was obviously i was watching this game last night because it was against the rockets so when it's double overtime which made it even more exciting does something just seem off to you about this team and that maybe a blow up is coming between james harden and joel Embiid? yeah uh, i i feel like it's full it's a little bit tricky to judge now because you're still waiting for maxi to come back and you still have a lot of talent and you're hoping it works out I don't think they're going to win anything with this yeah. roster. And I said this during the offseason. I, I just figured when you kept Doc Rivers as your head coach, you kind of just signed your own death certificate at some point during the playoffs. Harden looked awful last night. He was four for 19. It was his yeah. first game back in about a month. So I'm not going to give him too much crap for it. But still, I don't think they're good enough to win a title. So you can interpret that however you want. If that means you should blow it up, then I guess you should blow it up. But we know Embiid is the player that you kind of have to hold on to the longest. Yeah, Harden took less money to come back. He's clearly not the player that he used to be. He probably will never be that player again, mm-hmm. but he took a discount. So there you go. You can see what you can get, you know, what he's going to get in free agency. Do I think that Philly's going to re-sign him? I don't think so, or I don't think they should, uh, but we'll see what happens. To answer your question, though, they should blow it up because they're not good enough, but I don't think they're going to. Jelante, same question about Sixers, and then any other takeaways you want to uh, uh, also mention? Yeah, with the Sixers, um, it's kind of hard to judge, because I think that Harden and Maury got this little BFF bond going on, so I'm not sure if he'll be willing to, you know, moving on from Harden would be admitting that he made a bad decision, and I'm not sure he 
is going to do that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Scott was saying, like it's clearly not working. I mean, I was higher on Philly coming in simply because I thought that they would have a lot more depth and continuity together, uh, being that they would have a full offseason together. Um, Maxi was turning the corner. Um, I thought the addition of the two free agent pieces that they got with Milton um, and uh, PJ Tucker. Was it PJ Tucker? Yeah, PJ Tucker. Yeah. I thought yeah, that PJ they would Tucker. add some some grit to the team. Uh, but obviously, I mean, it's just not working out right now. Uh, yeah, man, I just – I don't know if Maury's going to be able to bite that bullet and move on from Harden. Just not quite yet. Uh, but, I mean, we've seen str- stranger things happen uh, in the NBA. And um, as far as last night, uh, I mean, it was a great game between Boston and Toronto. Um, yeah. Boston fell down early, uh, got back. Uh, I think that I think they are just just a machine. Uh, I don't even think I wouldn't even look at back in Boston. I mean, back in uh, like anybody against Boston, fading them. Yeah, yeah, they're just that they're just that good. And Toronto's good, really good at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one quarter. Basically, yeah. I mean, Boston Basically, that's quarter, yeah. Toronto by that's 17 it. in the third yep. quarter, and that was the game. Yeah, that's it. And um, like you were saying, like Scott was saying with uh, with Indiana, I thought that was really a really impressive win um, by them. Uh, Nimhard, yeah, I wasn't high on Nimhard either. His brother's probably still better than he is right now, but um, that's another discussion. Uh, other than that, man, uh, Dallas team, Dallas just owns uh, Phoenix, like Scott was saying. Um, Memphis got it done without Ja. That was pretty impressive to me, uh, even though they generally do play well without him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, man, that's that's about it. Atlanta still sucks. Yeah, uh, a lot of um, okay, yeah, upsets, obviously, last night. Rockets, yep. outright winner. Uh, OKC, I think, with their six-point underdog winner. Oh, I forgot to mention, by the way, the biggest shocker was Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, I, I forgot to bring it up. Once. Forgot yeah, to mention it. I forgot to and, bring and it up. And hit the game winner. But. Yeah. Right. But only winning by two points, so they, they, didn't, they didn't cover. But they, yeah, they, they, yeah. they, they might were, have been a big parlay piece for some people on the money line. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were co- they were like covering, you know, throughout the game. But it got down to it's that third was, quarter again. Yeah, like Kawhi and uh, PG they had that little stretch where they both were on the bench. I don't know why Lou does that, but he sits them both. I mean, maybe you know injury stuff. But um, yeah, Charlotte got hot. Uh, Rozier put up a big quarter. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, but I mean, you know, when they're on the court together, they do look good. It's just at the end of games, you can tell that they're not used to playing with each other because they're kind of looking at each other like, oh, who should take this shot? Like, yeah. I don't know, you know, if I should do it or not. And then Kawhi just was like, you know, forget it. I'll take it. And he hits it. So, yeah. 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 Uh, interesting night last night, definitely in the NBA. You live and you learn and uh, move on to the next night. And tonight, three games on the schedule here tonight, guys. Um, why don't we just get right into it here? First game on the schedule. The game of the night uh, here is going to be on uh, TNT. It's going to be the Los Angeles Lakers in uh, Cleveland to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's going to be a 730 Eastern start. Um Looking at the opening lines for this game, I'm currently seeing that the Cleveland Cavaliers opened up as a four and a half point home favorite. Uh, that number has pretty much stayed the course at four and a half over on win bed. Total is currently sitting at, uh, let's see here. It's, it's going up. I know that it's mostly 225 and a half, 226 at the moment. But yeah, I think it opened up at like 224. Yeah. Yeah, 224 up to 226, like Scott yeah. meant. 225, now 226, I'm starting to see pop up as well. Uh, take a look at the injury report here, gentlemen. Um, for the Lakers, 
Anthony Davis and LeBron will be playing in this game. They're officially both probable, but I think LeBron already came out and said that he will play on Tuesday. Uh, other than that, pretty clean injury report for the Lakers. For the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jared Allen is officially questionable here tonight. He has a lower back contusion. Uh, Isaiah Mobley is out for this game. And Dean Wade, we know, is going to be missing about two to three weeks for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, Delonte, let me start with you on this game. The Lakers put together uh, back-to-back wins uh, in their last couple games here. They went into Milwaukee on Friday, got a very, very impressive victory there behind a 55-point effort from the uh, from Anthony Davis, and they also went into Washington and got the victory there, 131-19. But now they go to Cleveland to take on a Cleveland Cavaliers team that has been really good so far this season at home. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Uh, man, I just want to say whenever we had that uh, that one game slate when we were talking about we were giving out futures, I think we mm-hmm. started the Lakers must have been watching and they heard us because they've been a machine since then. They heard you, yeah, yeah man. Since <laughs> hey, you 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 were telling a little bit, you, you kind of like were in between, but it yeah. was like all right, I, I'll just I'll just go with it. But yeah, I I, I like the Lakers. Um, honestly, uh, last matchup, uh, Cavs won and covered. Uh, they were five and a half point road favorites. It was one fourteen one ten. Uh, both teams pretty much struggled uh, shooting. I think uh, both teams were under 30% from three. Uh, but matchup-wise, I think that the Lakers might have an advantage if um, Allen is out. And you say he's still probable, he's still probable or questionable? He's uh, questionable officially. He, yeah, so I like him even more if um, if Allen's ruled out because the Lakers like to you know shoot – well, they like to take a lot of shots at the rim. 40, 42% of their shots are taken at the rim, highest in the NBA. And um, with Allen out, it just puts more on Mobley. And Mobley is a good defender, but I'm not sure he's going to be able to withstand Davis and LeBron coming at him like consecutively, like back-to-back, because they're going to be ready for this game, especially, you know, LeBron coming back home. Um, And Mobley struggled in the last meeting also. He was uh, five points, two for seven with seven rebounds. Um, so I like the Lakers. Uh, they've been playing better, as you alluded to, 7-2-1, last 10, ATS. Um, a little bit of contrast in styles. Uh, Lakers, surprisingly, they like to get up and down. I was looking at the numbers uh, earlier, and I seen that they were third in pace, So, which is you know possessions per 48 minutes, whereas uh, Cleveland is 30th in pace. So it's going to be interesting to see who dictates what and how they do it. Um, something to notice about LeBron returning to Cleveland, uh, 17 and two straight up versus the Cavs, 33.3 points per game, 7.3 rebounds a game, 7.5 assists per game as a Laker. And he has one triple double, uh, in those six games. So, uh, love LeBron tonight. I would sprinkle something on that triple double. I know we ain't talking about props yet, but definitely we'll be looking at some LeBron stuff. Um, and yeah, man, I like the Lakers, uh, you know, getting a little bit over a position. Uh, yeah, I, I would I would be on the Lakers pretty much. Yeah, Lakers also um, have been giving it up inside the paint as well. Over the last five games, they've allowed 58.8 points mm-hmm. inside the paint here. So if Jared Allen's able to go, you know, even I mean, more power to the Cleveland Cavaliers here. But, um, Scott, what are you thinking about this game between the Lakers and the Cleveland Cavaliers? I think this one looks very, very trappy, and I really don't know how to feel about it because Cleveland wins the first game on the road by 14, but you look through the actual numbers in that game, and Cleveland attempted 15 more three, uh, free throws. Cleveland attempted 36 free throws in the first meeting. They made 32 of them, so they really were just dominant at getting to the foul line. Uh, they won the rebounding battle by five 
AD only had 19 points, uh, LeBron at 27. And yeah, uh, Lakers, once again, couldn't shoot from the outside. That part hasn't changed. The only difference is Anthony Davis going up a level. And Davis has had at least 44 points in each of the last two games. Do I think Cleveland can guard him? No, I think they have a better chance of guarding him if Jared Allen plays. I guess the question is, do I think that LeBron and AD are good enough, Well, and Westbrook, because he's actually been better lately. Do mm-hmm. I think those three are good enough to overcome the complete lack of supporting cast that the Lakers have against a very good team? I'm not sure. I, I really don't know. And Cleveland's been really good at home. So if you want to follow the home road splits, uh, the Lakers have been, let's just say, a bit underwhelming on the road. And I'm being kind of generous when I say that. But the Cavs have been incredible at home. I find it interesting, though, that the spread's only four when Cleveland beat them on the road by 14 with everyone playing a couple weeks ago. So I find that interesting. But Cleveland's 10-1 and at home. Lakers are 4-6 and on the road. They did beat Milwaukee, though, on the road yeah. by four. So I guess you can throw that in there. I like the over as my favorite play. I'm just going to back the line movement here, especially when the first meeting lands 214 and money's coming on the over at 224 and 225, and now you're at 226. Mm -hmm. I'm expecting a lot of points. I think that AD and LeBron will play well. I think that the Cavs should also have some success offensively. So the side I might just pass on because I think it's a little bit tricky, but I will go with the over. I will back the line movement because the Lakers have been involved in a lot of high-scoring games lately. Each of Los Angeles' last, um, trying to see if it's uh, last five games or if it goes beyond that. But sorry, let me just pull this up. Uh, Each of the Lakers' last five games have had at least 231. And I think that that's pretty telling of what kind of defense they're playing right now and how good the offense is. I'm going with the over. I think you'll see a lot of points. There's a lot of great star power on on the court. Yeah, Lakers have scored at least 115 or more points in the last five games, like Scott mentioned. Uh, They've scored 125 or more in four of the last five games as well. So uh, offense is definitely clicking on all cylinders. And they're a team, like we talked about, that likes to play with pace and getting up and down the floor. So I think that continues here tonight. And, you know, Scott, what you just mentioned about those numbers, exactly what I was looking at as well. The free throw disparities, uh, discrepancy. Also, it wasn't just like it wasn't a great shooting night um, for the Lakers two weeks ago when these two teams faced off in L.A. Uh, that team, that game, still produced 214 points. Um, and I think this Lakers team has improved over the last two weeks. I know they haven't played the greatest competition, but you know we keep talking about how they got the victory against Portland as well. I mean, Portland's it hasn't been a a a rollover team this season, despite the injuries that they've been dealing with, but going into Milwaukee, getting a victory there, um, you could have easily laid down and lay uh, rested guys against the Washington the wizards, but they didn't do that. They are going to be on a back to back here. So this might be the game where they kind of want to go. I think, get up. I think LeBron obviously was going to play in this game because they're, they're not on a back to back. They played on uh Sunday. No, no, I mean tomorrow. They play tomorrow. Oh, sorry. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're good. I thought you meant the yeah. wizards game. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, Lakers are, are going to be on a back-to-back tomorrow night, so I should have clarified, uh, in Toronto. So, I, you know, obviously LeBron being back in Cleveland, he's going to want to play in Cleveland and and maybe takes a night off tomorrow, both AD good tomorrow. So I'm with Delonte. I'll lean with the uh, Lakers here as well. But uh, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying, 
Scott, about the over in this game. Uh, obviously, money coming in on the over and the Lakers just being a, a offensive juggernaut, and especially playing with pace. I think that we'll see better shooting from both teams here tonight and then paint, uh, success inside the paint for both of these teams, actually. So uh, look for some easy baskets and, and a lot of points to be scored here tonight. Uh, let's talk about some player props here. Delonte, anything that you do like in this game as far as player props? Uh, LeBron, over. I think it's tw- I've seen 25 and a half. Uh, with yeah. just a little bit of juice on it. It's like 113, 114, not too bad. Uh, I would definitely go over in that. Read the numbers off uh, earlier with him against the uh, Cavs as a um, as a Laker. Um, it's not up yet, but I would look at Lonnie Walker three-point makes. Um, usually okay. it's uh, it's like right around one and a half, two. I um, see a one and a half minus 150, sorry. Yeah, that's a little bit too juicy. Uh, I, I try to find the alternate and just put two. Um, worst case scenario, you push – but uh, I think he'll hit three or more. He he's actually hit two or more in eight of the last ten. Um, and uh, as far as on the Cavs side, we'll look at Mo. If um, if Allen doesn't play, I will look at Mobley double double. He's had a double double in um, four of the last five, and he was in foul trouble in one of those games, so he only played uh, twenty three minutes. So mm-hmm. I will look for him to have a double double as well. I see that plus um, one hundred five. Yeah. I like that. If if Allen doesn't, if Allen plays, I think it goes uh, up a little bit more because they'll be relying on Allen to get you know a lot of rebounds. Yeah. Um, but I think Mobley will uh, will have a good night tonight, especially with him struggling um, last last game. Kevin Love rebounds. Also, I looked at that. Uh, he's had seven or more in nine of the last eleven. Um, I, I think you know he'll get up and play against LeBron, of course, former mm-hmm. teammates. Um, that's about it as far as the props. Another thing I wanted to add to uh, to what you guys were saying about the over, uh, six of the last 10 for Lakers have went over, eight of the last 10 have went under for the Cavs. So, like, it's whoever's going to dictate the pace is probably going to win the game. So, I'm leaning to the Lakers. So, I would be with you, Scott, on the over. Um, they just – they can't guard anybody. They won't be able to, you know, withstand Garland and Mitchell. So, uh, yeah, just give me um, – I'm with you on the over, and as far as props, LeBron over 25 and a half, and uh, second one, I take Mobley double double. All right, uh, Scott, any player props for this game? I know it wasn't great in the first meeting, but it's pretty tough to uh, not take an over with Anthony Davis right now in terms yeah. of points. Uh, you're just looking at the numbers once again. He scored 99 points in the last two games combined. Mm-hmm. That's something you don't see that often. AD has been. Truth is, if you really go through the last two games, he's looked like arguably the best player in the league. He's just been that good. And I don't think Cleveland can guard him. And Jared Allen, we said, is questionable. He hasn't played in about two weeks. So even if he does play, your first action in two weeks is against Anthony Davis. Like, good luck to you. It's going to be a pretty tough matchup no matter what. I'd look for his overs. Uh, LeBron, I do think, should have a good game. I think there's a good chance that at least one of them go over, probably both. But if you bet both the point total overs for LeBron and AD, worst case is you're probably splitting. That's like worst case. I don't know how both go under unless the Lakers get absolutely blown out. But I do think if you want to look for props here, I thought about maybe Westbrook double-double, but it's a little bit tricky since he's still coming off the bench to actually find odds on it. But I don't know if I actually want to take it anyway. Do you see odds on that? Because it's pretty difficult to find with him coming off the bench. Yeah, not yet. Uh, maybe closer to game time, or I don't even see any props for him. Yeah, because yeah, like you're right. You're right because he's coming off the bench. The books usually wait closer to game time before they release like the bench player props. 
Yeah, but I thought about Westbrook double-double, if you can find that at some point. Uh, the assist numbers have been really good ever since he came off the bench. He's had at least 11 assists in each of the last two games. Uh, we've seen the Lakers ha- be involved in a lot of high-scoring games, so you're expecting a lot of points to be scored. But I think it's mostly just Davis and LeBron. It's the Lakers. You know that they're still extremely top-heavy, which is why I think the roster is still flawed as a whole. It's why they're probably going to end up trading the, those two first-round picks because they really don't have much of a supporting cast right now. Mm-hmm. But I'll just go with LeBron and AD. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Give me the two best players on the court to play the best of anybody on the court. Yeah, I'd I look at LeBron uh, PRA in this game. Uh, I think that he would have a, a big night being back at home. I think that's just a narrative in this game for LeBron. Um Currently seeing that number. At- By the way, triple double for LeBron is see around fifteen to one. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take it. I like that too. Uh, Forty it. and a half is his PRA. Um, Forty what and a half? Forty and a half for points, rebounds, and assists for LeBron. Oh yeah, he's been killing that over. Uh, I think he's what is he thirty three seven. He is forty seven uh, PRA uh, as a Laker against the Cavs. So the number seems a little short. Yeah. Uh, anything else for this game, guys? Um. No. It- yeah, not really. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Uh, we got to mention in the chat about the double double for Russ. It's at plus three forty. Scott. Okay. Cool. Yep. All right. Let's get over to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Detroit Pistons uh, heading down to South Beach to take on the Miami Heat. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, uh, Miami Heat did play last night. And I'm uh, currently seeing this line at eight and a half right now over on win bet in favor of the Miami Heat. Uh, total is at 221 and a half. Looking at the injury report, I uh, don't expect a lot of guys for Miami. Maybe guys like Jimmy Butler, who did play last night to play in this back to back. But again, keep your eye on that injury report for the Miami Heat. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons, uh, usual suspects on the injury report. We know Cade Cunningham is out and also Isaiah Livers is out for this game as well. Last night, the Miami Heat did take an L in Memphis, so they are on a travel situation here for the uh, for this game. 101-93 loss against the Memphis Grizzlies. They'll be traveling back from Memphis to Miami for this game. Uh, Scott, let me start with you on this game. Detroit, eight-and-a-half-point road underdogs in South Beach here tonight, taking on the Miami Heat. I find this game particularly annoying because of the fact that Miami, you never know who's actually going to play in any given game. I assume that half the team would miss the game, but then they lost to Memphis, and I'm not sure if they really want to potentially punt both games of a back-to-back, so I'm not exactly sure what the minute distribution is going to be for Miami. You never know what the minute distribution is going to be, but I can guarantee you if they beat Memphis, nobody would be playing in this game. So we'll see what happens, but I'm taking Detroit. I can't take Miami lying eight and a half. They really have not been a great cover team up to this point. I know that they're allegedly at full strength now because Jimmy Butler's played a couple games and Heroes played games. And you get my point, but now we don't know who's going to play. So we're back to where we started. I'm going to take Detroit plus the points. They're not a good team at all. They're terrible on the road. I get it. But I'm not lying eight and a half with Miami on a back-to-back with travel while they might be missing some of their best players. I can't do it on principle. Detroit's been a good offensive team. They've been a bit feisty lately, and I'm hoping they can show something in this game. But I do think Miami being favored by this much without having absolute certainty that Butler and Hero and company are all playing is just crazy to me. 
Mm-hmm. It's Detroit or pass, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Uh, Miami so far this season, 8-15-1 overall against the spread at home this season, 3-8-1 against the spread. And in situations where they are favored at home, 3-7-1 are the Miami Heat. And on back-to-back situations, I'll throw that out there as well, 1-3 against the spread, uh, and they're 2-2 two two, uh, on the total um, when they are on back-to-back situations. And look, this Detroit team has, has been feisty despite them not having Cade Cunningham and I know they recently just got Jaden Ivey back. I think the more surprise for me has been how well Killian Hayes has been playing for this team. He's improved a lot from year over year for the uh, Detroit Pistons. and He stepped up in big ways in a lot of these games for the uh, Detroit Pistons. So, uh, you know, you got uh, Bogdanovich back a couple games ago as well. You got Isaiah Stewart back as well. Um, so I'm with you. I like the Pistons here plus eight and a half. I think this seems like a lot of points here. Uh, for a Miami Heat team that has been struggling um, covering games at home, at least uh, so far this season. Delonte, what do you like for this game as far as the side? And then we'll get over to the total. Uh, if you also want to chime in for the total, but we got for the side here uh, for this um, game. As far I'll be sitting this out, but I would probably lean to Miami. I mean, no, I don't have any strong conviction about it. Um, they are returning home from a four game road trip where they went two and two straight up and ATS uh, the road trip can be maybe a bit exaggerated because they played the Celtics twice on back-to-back nights. So, mm-hmm. you know, only three cities in, in you know, four games. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a slower-paced game. Both teams are bottom six in uh, points per possession. Uh, Detroit, they, I mean, like like you guys have mentioned, they don't do anything well other than get to the free-throw line. Um, they, they're first in free-throw rate. Outside of that um, – I don't have any strong conviction about it. Like I, I won't be playing it, but I would just lean to Miami thinking that they'll just suffocate Detroit defensively, um, especially if those guys are in and uh, they're seventh in points per possessions allow. So not sure if Detroit will be able to get the ball going and they already can't shoot. So, I mean, if this, if Bogdanovich has a bad night, I mean, it could be like maybe 15, 20 point victory for Miami, but uh, nothing I would put my money on. Uh, I would, I would lean to the under also. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, one of my favorite, I know we ain't talked about prop shit, but one of my favorite props is I stole this one from you, Munaf, is the Ivy over one and a half TOs. Like, yeah. he's went over eight of the last 10. Mm-hmm. And Miami is um, third enforcing defensive turnovers. So, I mean, that's like a, you know, that's like a home run to me when I see those numbers. Uh, so that's one of my favorite reps. I will be on that. It's kind of hard to find, but it does. Uh, a couple books do post it. So just search around, try to find a one and a half. I would even take two, two and a half, because uh, I think they're going to put some pressure on him. And uh, he's he'll be handling the ball a lot. I mean, they don't have a lot of ball handlers. So yeah, uh, I'll look at that prop for sure. Um, but as for the game, I'll be staying away from it. I would lean to Miami and uh, and the under. Yeah, I see a two and a half as far as Jaden Ivey's turnovers um, for tonight. Minus, yeah, minus 140. Uh, Scott, uh, total, and then if you have any player props in this game. So I'm going to go with the under as well. I know I'm leaning to Detroit, but uh, there's been a bunch of money on the under. Uh, I know the line opened up, I believe, around like 223, 224, I think, and now it's down to 221. So there's been a lot of line movement towards the under. I'm not sure if that's because of what Delonte just said, which is – Miami's defense is just going to put the clamps down on Detroit. Or if the argument is, we don't know who the hell is going to play for Miami, but we think we have a good idea. And it probably doesn't involve a couple of key pieces, which is why the, which is why the line has dropped a couple points. Either or, I'm going to lean to the under as well. 
I know Detroit's had some high-scoring games, but I do think that Miami defensively should be up to the task. That You have to worry about fatigue, but I feel like that's going to contribute to an under, actually, because Miami might try to play slower because they don't want to run up and down the court on a back-to-back, and I think that could result in one really, really ugly quarter, probably the fourth quarter, where you're yeah. just going to see mm-hmm. no pace at all, a lot of short jump shots, and the game basically dies. I th- so I'd lean to the under based on the line movement. As for the props, there's one prop that I do like, and it's kind of a sneaky one. It's going to be on Detroit point guard Killian Hayes, and I like him over five and a half assists at around minus 115. Uh, he's had at least six assists in each of the last five games. He's getting a lot of playing time because Kate's still hurt, and Miami's allowing 26.1 assists per game, which ranks tied for 21st in the league. But Hayes has quietly been pretty good at being a facilitator. Five and a half, I think, is too low of a number for a guy who once again had six plus in five straight. I'll take the over on Killian Hayes' assist. Yeah, he's been, uh, I like, I mean, I talked about it uh, earlier that he's been playing really well so far this season. He's not a great shooter, but he passes well. So, yeah. Um, and he's kind of had to fill that role, like you mentioned, right? Because Kate is injured. And like you mentioned, he's had at least six assists. In five straight games, um, he's had uh, eight or more assists in three of the last five games as well for the um, Detroit Pistons. So definitely like that as well. I was looking at Isaiah Stewart uh, rebounds. I think I want to continue back in that as well uh, ever since he's come back for this Pistons team. He has, I know we fell one point short of that double-double oh, last man. week, Delante. You and I were talking about that. Man. Um, but you hit yours, though. You hit your same game parlay. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I missed it by that. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so I think those were the couple that I was looking at. Obviously, no player props yet for well, – actually, they do have Jimmy Butler player props listed and Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero out there. So What, what were you looking for for Stewart? Uh, his rebounds. I see seven and a half. At yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I see, too. And yeah, double-double like double is plus 390. Not a bad price. The only concern is about him getting points. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else for this game, guys, before we get into the last game of the night? Uh, Bagley. I like Bagley uh, over points. I think I've seen 12, 12 and a half mm-hmm. um, on his point. Season went over seven of the last eight. No real force inside for um, for Miami minus Bam, but Bam's more perimeter oriented as far as defensively. He's not. He is a rim protector, but with Stewart and Bagley both banging on the inside, they could wear him down a little bit. Um, so I like Bagley over uh, 12 and a half points. All right, before we get over to uh, the last game of the night, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor. That's going to be WinBet. If you're ready to win money and boost your odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Weather and rewards on WinBet. If you're looking to get involved in this sorry, same game parlay, WinBet is your home with your WinBet Build Your Own Bet letting you customize the way you want to make it. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 to win 100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ross, we're brought to you by Dave. 
With the holidays around the corner, you might be wondering how you're going to be able to make ends meet and shower your loved ones with gifts. Dave can help you get out of a pinch so you can enjoy the holiday season. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or struggling to make ends meet, the holidays may be a really stressful time for you. But Dave, you can get your money sooner so you can spend more time enjoying the holidays with your loved ones, not having to worry about how much money you have to get through the week. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. With Dave, there's no interest, late fees, or credit checks. There's more money to buy those last-minute gifts and catch up on bills without having to and without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can finally tackle those expenses that you've been stressing out about and without any hangups. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from the future you. So all you got to do is go, download the Dave app from the App Store right now or go to dave.com slash sgpn. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfers freeze applied. Banking service provided by Evolve Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. All right, gentlemen, last game of the night, and that's going to be the second game of the doubleheader on TNT. That's going to be the Dallas Mavericks going to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, currently seeing that this line opened up minus four and a half in favor of the Denver Nuggets. Uh, that number has to say the course at four and a half. Total open up at 223. This number is uh, been bet down by half a point to 222 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, Dallas, of course, is on the back-to-back. Like I mentioned, uh, they played uh, at home last night against the Phoenix Suns where they took care of business. For the Denver Nuggets, uh, KCP is officially questionable on the injury report. Uh, Jeff Green is also questionable. Michael Porter Jr. has been ruled out for this game as well. Um, Dallas, on back-to-back situations so far this season, they are 0-3-1 against the spread and 3-1 and uh, towards the over. Uh, but they just haven't been able to cover a lot of games so far this season. 7-15-1 overall against the spread. They're 3-7 and on the road against the spread. They're 1-2 and as road underdogs so far this season. Um, and they are, like I mentioned, 0-3-1 with no rest. And they are 3-1 and towards the over on back-to-back nights. Not sure if we're expecting Luka to play here tonight. I don't think he's played in a lot of the back-to-back games so far this season for the Dallas Mavericks. But, Delonte, let me start with you on this game. Dallas Mavericks headed to the Denver Nuggets to take on the Nuggets. Do you think this is a letdown spot for them after the victory against Phoenix, or do you think they'll stay competitive in this game? I really do think it's a letdown spot, and I think that you hit it right on the head with the Luka um, playing on the back-to-back. I took it overnight at four, four and a half, both – we're out there. I took a four, but four and a half is more than uh, reasonable. Just thinking that maybe Luca won't play. And even if he does, I still like Denver in this matchup. Um, they won the last matchup, uh, 98 97, uh, as a 10 and a half point underdog. Luke, uh, not Luca, um, Joker and Murray both were out. I think that was during the little COVID thing that they had going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca struggled. He 20, well, to his standards, he struggled 22, nine and eight. Uh, Berton shipped in 15 points. Uh, I think that this will be uh, much like the Lakers in the Cleveland game. It depends on who dictates the, dictates the pace because Denver, they like to run their first in transition points uh, per possession. Uh, they have uh, six of the last eight games have went uh, over. Well, no, I'm sorry. Six of the last eight games for Denver, I mean, for Dallas, have went under. Okay. So um, it's going to be a contrast of styles. Uh, and we all know that um, Dallas, they like to slow it down. Um, they like to have Luka with the ball in his hand. Um, they do have some 
elite lineups Dallas does. Uh, two of the top five ranked lineups in points per position. Uh, it's a small sample size, only like 102 possessions, but they're starting to get something with Josh Green uh, and Maxi Kluber in the lineup with uh, Luca and uh, Christian Wood. Point uh, plus 37.4 point differential uh, with that lineup on the floor. Um, and another lineup that they have that's pretty effective is Luca, Dorian Finney-Smith, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., Powell, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. So those two lineups are pretty good when they're on the floor. They just Jason Kidd just doesn't play them as much. I have no idea why. I'm pretty sure he has the same access to the data that we have, so I'm not sure what he's seeing in there. And like Scott mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Dallas is a bit of a fraud, uh, 29th and, um, and win differential, meaning that it's games one versus expected to win. They're negative uh, 2.3 in that. So a bit of a fraud. The Minnesota Vikings of the NBA, uh, if you you know, if you know, want to say that. Uh, but I like Denver here. Uh, I think that Joker will kill inside. Jamal Murray's been playing a lot better, 20-plus points in six of the last eight. Um, Michael Porter Jr. being out, I'm pretty sure they're accustomed to it. Yeah. So uh, I like Denver here uh, to cover the small number. Uh, Scott, uh, thoughts on the side here? For me, I'm going to go with Denver as well. It's really, really annoying when you have a team on a back-to-back, but the first game was a blowout, and you don't really yeah. have to use the starters for any of the fourth quarter because they're still going to be tired, but they're not going to be as tired because Luka only played 29 minutes. But it's with travel, and it's altitude, and it's yeah. a back-to-back. So I don't think it's a great spot for Dallas. Even though a lot of the starters didn't need to play the fourth, it was still a high-scoring game. There was a lot of pace in that game, which was a bit unexpected. But I do think fatigue's going to play a factor. You uh, mentioned before that Aluka has not played many back-to-backs this season. Uh, he actually has not played a single back-to-back this season because Dallas has only had two back-to-backs. Actually, he's played one. He played a back-to-back on October 29th, October 30th. And then there was another one, November 15th, November 16th, and he did not play the 16th. So he split the actual participation in those back-to-backs. But with altitude, I'm not exactly sold on the, I'd say, certainty that Luke is going to have a great game. I think that there's a good chance that Denver could potentially clamp him up, which sounds very difficult because Luka, of course, we know is a great player. But you can go through Luka's numbers against Denver, and he's really not been that great at scoring, at least efficiently, against Denver in his career. Uh, Donzich has scored less than 29 points in 10 of his 13 career meetings against Denver. And Donzich has scored less than 24 points in five of the last six meetings against Denver. And his player prop was 32 and a half. So I guess on principle, I'm leaning to the under there. I know it sounds dangerous, like don't try this at home, but I kind of like the Luka <laughs> under 32 and a half because I just think that the number's too high based on what we've seen historically which is that Denver really sends a lot of double teams at Luka. And you look at the assist numbers for Luka against Denver, he just walks into 11 assists every time they play. It's really crazy how good he is at passing the ball against this team. Denver is going to pretty much take the anybody but Luka beat us philosophy. I like Luka assists over. I think I'm leaning points under. But I will go with Denver to win this game, and I think they'll win comfortably. They lost their last two games on the road. They gave up 38 points to Jose Alvarado. I got to assume Malone yelled at the entire team for that defensive performance. I think it's a nice bounce-back spot for Denver. I'll take Denver. But I do think that eventually, with altitude, Dallas is going to fall apart just energy-wise in the second half. 
Yeah, uh, I haven't filtered it down to Luca how he's done in Denver. Uh, he's played uh, six games uh, in Denver against the Nuggets, and he's scored 25 or more points just once in those six career games. And like you mentioned, Scott, that the assist numbers are definitely there for him um, when he does play Denver. So I think that's a great call of taking the under on Luca here tonight. Uh, something I probably will entertain here tonight to add to the betting card. Um, yeah, I like Denver. It's 32 and a half. Like, yeah. I know Luca's incredible, and I get he takes so many shots, but if a defense is going to pretty much funnel the ball out of his hands, and historically speaking, he has not had many great shooting games against Denver in the past, 32 and a half is just such a high number. I, I can't take the over on that. I guess yeah. I have to lean to the under. Yeah, 100%. And this is a possibility where it turns into a blowout for um, – Either you know, team, the to be yeah, they got defenders. Denver, they got yeah. a few, they got KCP to throw at them. Um, Bruce, Bruce, uh, Bowen. Bruce Brown. I mean, not Bruce, Bruce Bowen. Brown. Bruce Brown. Bruce, Bruce Brown. They Bruce wish they Bowen, had Bruce Bowen. great defenders. Too, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got a couple of defenders to throw at them to you know keep them off balance a little bit. Um, and like you said, that the fatigue is going to set in at altitude. I think um, on a back to back. So yeah, I, 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 I like just want to ask something by the way, since I know you mentioned before yeah. some of the great lineups involving Dallas. Is Denver better without? Porter Jr. on the court because it feels that way, but I don't have the stats in front of me to back it up. Uh, I was looking at that earlier. Um, I don't. It, you would think that they were they would be worse. I mean, because of his offensive ability, but I think they'd be better without him because he doesn't guard anybody. Yeah, defensively they are a lot better simply because he can't guard a statue and. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> offensively, they're they're pretty much about the same. It just depends on which lineup. I'll send you some of the stuff. I don't have it right in front of me, but I was looking at it because I'm just assuming that injured. Porter being out is really not as big of a deal as people make it out to be. Yeah, it's, it's not. It, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not. They're they're much more effective with Bowen, Jokic, uh, Murray, KCP, and Bone Thailand. And Brown can shoot a little bit. He's yeah. been better from the three point yeah. line this and, season. And um, so. Joker doesn't have to facilitate more because Bruce can, you know, do some facilitating mm-hmm. as well. Jamal Murray can play off ball. Uh, so yeah, that lineup is, I think, their most effective one. Uh, but again, Bone Thailand, not really a defender as well. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. you, know, you got to pick your poison. But he can score. But um, yeah, I think they're better with Porter. I mean, I don't know what it, what do they do with him. I mean, he's always hurt. Like. It's, we know he's one of the worst contracts in the league. I mean, yeah, you, you like, can't do anything about it. The, the right. contract was terrible when they gave it to him because mm-hmm. he got hurt in college and he couldn't stay healthy. Right. And then he had a good run there in the bubble. And then after that, he got injured again once they paid him a bunch of money. But I brought it up because with Luka, you know that they're going to try to switch every pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And you're assuming that Jokic is going to be switched on to him, but Jokic can still give you length. Porter would have been an absolute lost cause against Luka if they switched everything. So the fact yeah. that... He's not on the court. You have Brown and you have a couple other guys who might look a little bit better with switching. I think actually helps Denver's defense in this matchup. So I actually kind of like the fact that Porter Jr. is not playing. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. The uh, other player prop I was looking at in this game was Jokic rebounds. Um, yeah. Currently, he's at what, 16 in like each of the last three games or something. Yeah. Um, and again, like we've mentioned, that. Dallas just doesn't have the size inside to keep these guys off the boards. They've done a better job of the last seven uh, games against the center position, but Jokic is just a different animal. And, you know, like you mentioned there, Scott, three straight games where he's had 16 rebounds exactly against the Dallas uh, Mavericks. So right now he's at 11 and a half at plus one. Yeah, plus 105. So one a player prop that will be on for sure in this game. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, anything else for this game before we get into our lock and dog? Um, man, we got to keep riding 
you know, what we've been riding for about a week. Tim Hardaway Jr., three-point makes. Five or more in the last four games. Did he make it last night too? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, I got the box score. Um, Yeah, five That's of nine. 130, so I'm assuming. Yeah, he got yeah, yeah, he, five yeah, of nine. He, yeah, he was killing it. Yeah, we got to. I got to keep riding that. I got to keep riding that. And um, you were talking about rebounds. Do we have anything for um, for uh, Aaron Gordon? I like his rebounds over. I'm assuming it would Six be around. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. He has. Um, what does he have? I think he has like over seven and eight of the last eleven. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me. I'll have to go back and uh, do it. I I might have put the wrong number up here, but he's been rebounding pretty solidly, um, especially with. You know, when Joker was out, so uh, some of those numbers might be, you know, a bit uh, inflated. But Dallas doesn't have much size in size, so I like um, Aaron Gordon to go over those rebounds as well. By the way, as of right now, I don't see any numbers on Hardaway, so we're gonna have to wait for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I don't do matter, man. It's, it's been cashing. I'm saying the alternative. Half. Oh, I'll turn the book. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I don't well, see the three and a half threes are at plus one forty. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, saying, yeah. So five when it gets posted should be probably somewhere in like the plus three hundred range, yeah, but yeah. I don't see that right now. So yeah, yeah. man, he's been killing it. He's been killing yeah. it. All right, guys, let's get into our lock and dog for uh, this three game schedule here in the NBA. Zante, I will let you lead it off, my man. What do you got for your lock and dog for tonight? Uh, for the lock, uh, we're going with the Denver Nuggets. We just broke it down literally seconds ago. I um, think Dallas is a bit fraudulent, uh, and I like the spot for Denver. Um, they're coming off back-to-back losses on the road. Um, they are they haven't been uh, money makers, so to speak. Uh, ATS eleven and twelve ATS, but they are five and three at home um, against the spread. So I think it's a good spot for them. Uh, I would also look under in the game, uh, but I'll take Denver laying the short number uh, four and a half uh, against Dallas. For the dog, I'm going with the Lakers. Um, we went over it earlier as well. I think the Lakers are in a prime spot. They have to – they literally have to get off to a good start with this. They have a really, really tough schedule coming up. Um, they have seven of the – well, the next ten games, they have seven against winning records, and six of them are on the road. So it's a big sure. spot for the Lakers. You know, if they want to get into that playoff mix – and stay mm-hmm. there. They got to you got to get off to a great start um uh, with this road trip. So I'll take the Lakers to um to be my dog and uh yeah, let's get some winners. All right. Uh Scott, what do you got for your lock and dog? All right. Uh so for my lock, I will go to that Dallas and Nuggets game. I'm going to take a player prop. I'm going to go with Luka over eight and a half assists. Uh, at the end of the day, I do think Luca offensively is going to have to facilitate more because historically speaking, that's how Denver has guarded him. They tried to take away his actual desire to score by sending a bunch of doubles and trapping on pick and rolls and forcing him to make decisions in terms of getting his teammates more involved than probably you want them to be because his supporting cast has not been great this season. But to go through the numbers for Luca here, uh, he has had... 11-plus assists in six of the last eight meetings. And once again, that's 11-plus. I'm talking about eight and a half. Like, he doesn't need to get to 11, but if you want to take some alternatives on assists, I don't mind that. But eight and a half at minus 125 for a guy who's been forced to get his teammates involved against this team in the past. And for really just the fact that Luka, assist-wise, has been very solid lately, I do think that this number seems a bit short. 
I like the fact that he had roughly seven or eight last night in just 29 minutes because mm-hmm. it's misleading because he mm-hmm. didn't play the fourth quarter. He's Good played point. 29 minutes exactly on the dot the last two games. So his assist numbers have kind of cooled off because of it, and I think it's a good buy-low spot on assists. Give me Luca over 8.5 assists and minus 125. All right, and for your dog, what do you got? So for my dog, I thought about actually taking the same game. I'm going to mention this player prop anyway. I'm not sure if I'm actually going to take it as my dog, but it was Jamal Murray, and I thought about taking his three-pointers over 2.5 at plus 126. He's made at least three in four of the last five games, and Dallas does rank 22nd in opponent three-point percentage. So I thought about Jamal Murray, but I think I'm going to go for a swing for the fences here. The question is, do I want to go with the full game or do I want to go with the first half here? Uh, What do I want to go with? You know what? I'm going to go with an alternative. I'm actually going to go with neither. Screw it. I'm going to go with an alternative for a point total here. I'm going to take Anthony Davis 30-plus points, uh, which is available. It's going to be a short-plus price, but I still like it. Uh, just waiting for it to load for me. I see 80, 30-plus at right now. Uh, yeah, about plus 140. I think it's a good price. No, I know that Cleveland was good against him the first time around, but AD has kicked his, level, uh, kicked his playing level up a notch ever since they played. And once again, 44-plus points in each of the last two games. Had 55 last game. I'll take 30 at plus 140 because I don't think anyone can guard him right now. Even Giannis couldn't guard him. So I'm going to go with AD over 29.5 points, basically, at plus 140. All right. No argument for me on that. Um, all right. For my lock, I am going to go with um, – let's go with the over in the Lakers and Cavs game. Seeing the money coming in on the over as well. Um, I think that, you know, we talked about how the Lakers, Lakers – I'm sorry, like getting up and down the floor – I think they'll dictate the pace in this game. I, I really do think so. Um, and they have also, well, like we mentioned, they put up 125 or more points in five – sorry, yeah, four of the last five games and 115-plus in four of the last five – or, sorry, five straight games. And, you know, we talked about the game earlier they, that these two teams met up where it wasn't a great shooting night for the uh, Lakers, but they still finished up with 215 points despite the uh, – combining that game, so I'm trying to say. So I think – Number one, that AD and LeBron are playing play, playing better. If Jared Allen is not able to go in this game, that's more uh, easy baskets, I think, for the Lakers to finish around the rim and get points inside the paint. Um, and I think that the Cleveland Cavaliers will also be able to knock down their three point shots in this game and and then you know be able to score in this game as well. So I'll go with the over. Currently, that's at two twenty five uh, over on win bet. And then for my dog, I'm going to go with LeBron's assist here tonight. That number's at six and a half at plus 125 here tonight. Um, You know, we talked about the numbers, how he's been great against the Cleveland Cavaliers in his career. Uh, He goes back home to put on a show. Um, And again, with the way AD is playing, I can see a world where they are going to be forcing him to, or not forcing, but feeding him the ball. Uh, whether that's from Westbrook or whether that's from LeBron here. And again, won't be surprised like Delonte talked about earlier where he did have that one triple-double against the Cleveland Cavaliers. But, you know, his PRA had been going over against the Cavs as well. So uh, I'm going to go with LeBron over six and a half assists plus 125 as my dog. Yeah, I played that triple-double also. You, Scott, you said it was, what, 15 to 1? Yeah, I yeah. found 15 to 1. Yeah, Some books at 10 to 1, one book at 15. I would just F- grab the 15. Yeah, yeah, I think 15 is outrageous. 
Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Um, make sure to follow the uh, NBA Gambling Podcast account at SGPN NBA. I know Terrell and I mentioned uh, you guys screenshotting your Spotify wrap uh, ups from Spotify. Uh, if you are, if we are in your top three, send us a screenshot, tweet it at us. We'll uh, get you some merch. We'll pick out a winner on the Friday episode with Scott and Terrell. So definitely keep sending those in. Definitely appreciate all of our listeners um, and the fans of the show. Uh, Delonte, anything else, my man, before we get out of here? No, nah, that's about it, man. Uh, you're going to get off the snide tonight. I mean, people shouldn't be giving you a hard time. That's all I got to say. <laughs> they be, after you hit that same – we man, we did really well that Thursday with that one game. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff cash, man. Just yeah. lay, lay, off the, lay off my man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Scott, anything else, buddy, before we get out of here? Not really. Looking forward to going through the NFL card, uh, doing the total show uh, with Terrell later. Uh, besides that, I'll be back once again in the NBA show with Terrell tomorrow, so stay yep. tuned for that. But hopefully I'm back doing a victory lap after a sweep tonight. Yep. yep. Hopefully it's a good night of betting, even though it is just three games, but I think we handily camped those games very well uh, for tonight. All right, guys. Like Scott said, Scott and Terrell will be back tomorrow. Uh, check them out then. Till then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride.